Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start episode 130 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. Today's question was sent by Alexei. And uh, he wants to know about uh, registration. What are some of the perfect or worst stop combinations? That's a broad question, right, Osha? Yes, it's a very broad question. Where should we start? I think, you know, not understanding the style well can make you to put four stops for your pieces. You remember sometimes we go to churches and uh, especially not in Vilnius but in other cities where people play the organ but they completely, they don't know what they're using, what type of instruments and what type of stops should they use. Sometimes they play with all the stops drawn out and with vibrato, with yes, tremolo. Yes, that's right, yes. Have you heard that? Yes, I have it's heard like, that actually many times. It's like a big uh, Hammond organ, although it's a pipe organ. It sounds quite I know, funny. Or, or when you use some undulating stop and you don't use it for, you know, stop. True. That's, that's another thing. I have heard that also many times. Or uh, when you use mixtures but without foundations. Yes, it's also, you know, a horrifying sound. At least for my ears. Uh, the reason they do that is sometimes mixtures are uh, positioned uh, closest to the uh, to the player uh, in the in the bottom and row. And it's easy to easy them. to find them. And the principal is on the top, and you have to reach for it. And maybe an amateur organist just looks at the closest stop and <laughs> draws it. I know it's it's a hard thing, you know, and it's, it takes time to develop a good taste, you know, and knowledge about different styles and different registrations, and you know, and how to adjust, for example, to particular organ which is not built in that period or not, you know, styled in that period, but you still have to play music from some particular period. What organ do you know the most, Osha? St. John's is probably. I agree. And of course, our practice organ. I know it very well. It has two stops. Yeah. Eight and four. Yes. Flutes. And pull-down pedal. There is so much to learn about those I two know. stops. Soft and softer. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have your favorite organ stop in our church? Well... Uh, the very favorite, Cornet. If I, I would have to choose one, it would be Cornet stop. If I would have to choose, I would choose two actually. Undamaris and uh, Viola Gamba. At first, Undamaris uh, was better for me than Gamba, but... Recently, I've been discovering so beautiful and quite intense colors with the upper range of uh, viola gamba on the third manual that I kind of keep uh, improvising on, on these tabs all the time. Yes. 
Um, and I find that corner really beautiful. It's very nice for a solo voice. I think uh, in every recital we use Corne at least once. Yes. But there are also other, you know, nice tops. Some flutes are really well, nice. And I like Posaun in the pedal. Posaun 16. In the pedals. Especially the low E flat? <laughs> yes. Why E flat? Because it makes such a funny sound and it's fun to play Bach's you know, prelude in E flat. Major where you have to, you know, press it. Oh, the B section. Yes, yes. Ba 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 bam 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 bam. Ba. That low E flat. Is, uh, it's, it sounds funny. So and if we, we could you know tell people about things what we should not probably do while registering. I think when playing trio sonata by G.S. Bach. Okay. I would say you would always add 16 foot. In the manuals or in the pedals? In the pedals. In the pedals. Because I have heard, you know, trio sonatas played so many times and people not using 16 foot in the pedal. I think that's a principal mistake. Remember, we recently heard even Bach cantatas, um, Christmas Oratorio yes. performed. Yes. And they didn't play with the double bass. Uh, continuo arias. Uh, double bass was all, all, always present with choir movements, right? So yes. always the octave down sound was present in in the in the in the loud sections. But when somebody sang an aria with one or two instruments, uh, they didn't use sixteen foot. Yes, which was I think. Uh, not a good choice. You know, in general, I like, you know, that uh, low foundation, that gravity in the pedal. And I would suggest always play, you know, with a 16-foot stop in the pedal, unless there is some indication by the composer, don't do that. Or, you know, it has like a solo voice and it should be played on some particular stop. You sound like Mendelssohn now. Really? He wrote in his preface to his six organ sonatas that you should always include 16-foot stop unless there is indication otherwise. Because, you know, without 16-foot stop in the pedal, organ lose, I don't know, half of its beauty. But then there is the question of the historical period, right? Before... Before 17th century, for example, uh, 16th foot in the pedal was not very common. Well, yes, but because most of that music before that period was written only for manuals, so you don't have that, you know, trouble. Uh, think about, you know, like uh, Italian music, early music, uh, French early music. We didn't have developed pedal, so we did not need, you no know, 16 foot. What about, you know, German? Well, I'm talking about North Germans, starting from North Germany. But look how how the organs are developed, and you know, look at that huge pedal towers. But before 17th century, uh, 16 foot in the pedals, even in Germany, was not always uh, chosen. Well, 
do you mean if you know performer would not choose it or it was absent from the you know it wasn't in the organ built in performer the organ. of course because of course those big huge pedal towers include sometimes included 32 foot stops but um, but uh, cantus firmus in the pedals when they used um, choral notes in the long values played by feet not always they included um, 16 foot. So when you have cantus firmus in the pedal, I already mentioned it when you know the pedal has a solo voice. When actually yes, you don't include the 16 foot, but that's another story. Unless it's a bass. Yes. In the bass, yes. yes. But if it's a tenor, it's yes. eight foot yes. level. It's if it's alto, maybe a four foot level. If it's uh, soprano, maybe two foot level. Yes. Right? But for most of the cases, still you can find you know. If you would compare the repertoire with 16 foot stop in the pedal and without it, I would say that that with 16 foot would win over those cases without 16 foot. Especially the repertoire that we are accustomed to today. Yes, and plus if you are you no know, church organist, if you are accompanying congregational singing, I just not imagined that you would not use 16 foot in the pedal. Yes, you're right. Uh, for congregational singing, 16-foot stops are essential. Yes. What about putting 16-foot in the manual? What would you suggest for people to do then? There are choices uh, when you want to have more gravity. And for example, some organs don't have the pedal board at all, but they have 16-foot in the manual. Then you you have stop combinations with 16 foot and it's a little bit muddy but it's it's a broader sound more more with gravity it it uh, fits sometimes um, and then there is a question with mixtures sometimes mixtures are high sometimes low with low mixtures like in our st john's church first manual mixture it, it is based on the four foot level which means that you do need to have 16 foot in the manual. And I have, have heard many times when, you know, organists come and we just don't use the 16 foot in the manual, but use that mixture and it sounds actually not well. Can you use mixtures with strings, for example? Is it a good idea? Uh, not so much. You don't? I, I don't like that combination. Although I heard that some organists do that. What about you? Uh, yeah, sometimes if if the string is soft, and I don't mean here undulating strings like uh, viola celeste, but just like viola or traditional gamba, gamba, then then sometimes it's okay, uh, especially when I improvise and I build up a piano pl sound, and I don't have the time to take out some of the strings. It's it sounds convincing to me. Well, if I want to strengthen, you know, my principal chorus, when I add flutes, not strings, that's what I prefer. Do you think flutes they eat more air or strings? Flute probably. Flutes. So in our case, in our organ, there is some some inconsistency with the winding system and. Sometimes those big stops, which require a lot of air, uh, 
don't necessarily fit the large sounds I mean the large registration I mean here 16 foot flutes on the third manual or on the second manual I don't use them well I don't use them too but I put like you know eight foot flutes and that doesn't hurt organ so much and all the wind system mm -hmm. so basically you know with registration is a tricky thing you can know them theoretically very well but on each instrument you need to adjust and you need to listen to because sometimes you know if you just pull out the stops that are required you know for that piece and you will not listen to it you might get a disaster because each organ is a little bit different that like you know we talked sometime about that organ in Nida that we have on the coast in Lithuania that has just you know ridiculous mixture it's so awful I never use it even if you know I'm playing piece by J.S. Bach that requires you no know, mixture and planner registration. Still, I, I, you know, I, I don't manage it. It's very ugly. It is too, too fierce, too, too, too screaming. Yes. Too high pitched. Yes. Like a symbol, but too, too bright. I know. And I'm thinking if I would use it, you know, after my performance, probably the church would be empty. Everybody would just leave. Maybe it's okay to use it just once in a while, just for a special effect. And that's it. But, well, if you are playing, let's see, you know, Prelude and Fugue by Bach. And a long one. A long mm -hmm. one. Then, you know, hardly anybody would survive it. And I heard organists use the mixture, that mixture, you know. So you always just need to listen to the organ stop and to your registration. And how does it sound to yes. in the in the church, in the sanctuary? So it's always a good idea if you know if you are registering pieces for your recital. If you have assistant or you know somebody that could help you and to play a little bit of your music, you just go downstairs and listen how it sounds. If you don't have an assistant, put a recorder or a phone uh, down in the pews and then record yourself for a short moment and see if you like the combinations and then come back listen to it and change something if you don't yes that's a good idea too thank you guys this was Vidas and Osha and remember when you practice miracles happen <laughs>